0: All right, and welcome to the first session of the Argent Hounds. Uh, As it is the first session, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys listen to a little bit of our characters' backstories, and then we're going to get right into it.
1: My name is Clarissa, and I'll be playing Solis Marivaldi, a human paladin of the Ancients. Solis's earliest memories are of the woods and the druid enclave she grew up with. She was given to them as an acolyte when her uncanny affinity for the natural world, became apparent and they attempted to teach her their magic but after years of studiousness she had progressed no further than the basics one night during her 13th year her martial prowess became apparent during a scourge of Sturges shortly after that she received her first vision of herself helping a fawn cross a stream to escape a forest fire when she consulted the druids they determined that she had a fate but it was not with them a divination ritual was cast and they decreed that she would stay with them until her 15th year. But rather than becoming a full initiate at that point, she would be sent into the world to discover her own path. When she departed the Enclave, they told her her parents' surname and that they were ship merchants from the far Southern shore. Celise spent several years after that, wandering the wilds and assisting outlying villages as she could, until starting to lose faith in the idea of a special fate she decided to head south and seek out her family of origin. That very night, she had a vision of a silky silver hound racing towards a single solitary mountain, so large in her vision that it eclipsed the sun. Bewildered, but her faith restored, she changed her course and set out for Waterdeep.
2: I'm Pat, and I'll be playing Roywin Mernig Filchbatter, a gnome wizard. The Myrnigs had been a well-established family living in a gnomish community until one of the many conflicts that concerned the big folk, conflicting with other, different big folk, spilled over into their peaceful life. Livelihoods were destroyed and the village, so small they never even bothered to name it, was destroyed utterly. Grampus and Gran uprooted the remains of the community and relocated to the city of Waterdeep. What had been a a life mostly at ease in the small village changed to one of need and lack in Waterdeep. Initially, the extended clan was about 15 forest gnomes, mostly children. But gradually, a sense of community caused them to take in other gnomes until the group comprised nearly 30 at its height. They took to squatting in an abandoned and dilapidated three-story building in a mostly ignored neighborhood bordering the Dock Ward and the South Ward. The Mernig children made allies among a similar community of Kinku living in the connected rooftops and attics in the neighborhood. Between the Gnomling's talent for illusion and the Kinku's talents for mimicry and stealth, both groups profited. It was during one of these schemes that Roywin, particularly talented with the small illusions that were the birthright of the gnomes, was discovered by Lepoy the Unexpected. Lapoy was an instructor connected to Blackstaff Tower at the time and was impressed enough by the young gnome that rather than have her arrested, he invited her to come and study under him at the prestigious school. Knowing that this was an opportunity to make herself both more independent and also better able to provide for her large extended family, she accepted and spent the next three years studying under LePoy and other instructors until she was regarded as one of the most promising students in her age group. Convinced by the boy that she was ready for challenges beyond her peers, had left the academy with him to travel south with the mercenary company of the Broken Hearts, who were hired to travel to the aid of the dragonborn of Tamanthir in defense of their lands against the aggressive armies of Unther. Things did not go well for her there. Her master, understanding her vulnerability to flattery, made use of her in distracting the rest of the company from his true purpose. Over the months of the campaign, large tactical victories seemed to elude the efforts of the company until it became apparent that there was a spy among them. Captain Loomis, the company commander, found evidence suggesting the young gnome was seen communicating with the enemy, and Roywin was arrested. Meanwhile, Lapoy arranged to allow a pair of behirs into the camp as he left to join with his true masters among the Unther military. Roywin was nearly killed in the ensuing conflict. But her help did manage to turn the tide of the battle. The company couldn't keep her with them, she wasn't trusted by more than half of them, though she too was only a victim of her master's collusion. In the end, Captain Loomis charged her with one final obligation, return with the bodies of the fallen members to Waterdeep. Then she was discharged honorably from the company. Roman found that without the support of her former master, she didn't have the funding to return to her studies at Blackstaff Tower, and with no means of income She could neither help her family, nor could she further her own studies independently. Her only choice, then, would be to find an adventuring company ready to take on the disgraced former apprentice. She still has nightmares about the Beheers attacking the camp. She has scars from a glancing, glancing blow from one of them along her face that act as a constant reminder.
3: Hi, I'm Betsy. I'm playing Maggie the Kenku Rogue. Along with the Gnome clan, a small flock of kenku also make their homes in the tops of the warehouses and attics of tenements in the dock ward and the southboard. The sprawling coller- colony, or rookery, is as close to the sky as they can nest for now. They make a hard scrabble living as watchmen, pickpockets, spies, and informants, scurrying along the alleyways and skulking inobtrusively in shadowy byways, always looking for a way to earn a few shiny coins with which to feather their nests. Magpie, as she is known to some, earns her living collecting objects of information and misplaced possessions and trinkets of the less wary or alert denizens of Waterdeep. is one of four siblings, the smallest of her family, and with a sister and two brothers from a previous clutch. She was born during a lean period when the family was down on, the luck, on their luck, and she was the only one in her clutch. Her egg was small enough that many thought it had dug, but her mother insisted on continuing to brood over it, and she hatched a few days late, vindicating her parents' care. She's still a little undersized and she depends on her quickness, stealth and wits to keep up with the family. They are all unusually a little protective of their little sister, and she's recently felt the need to prove to her to them that she can take care of herself. She recently moved out of the family home into her own humble little apartment, a single room in the colony with a heart of its own, and is looking for ways to make her own way in the world. She works mostly as a messenger and collector of information, but is not above dipping into a tempting pocket or cutting a purse along the way. Her brothers are a gifted team of pickpockets, and they showed her the tricks of the trade. But there are examples in the family as well of thieves who have run afoul of the law, including the loss of her mother's brother, Skrit, who was recently hung. This has made the family even more protective of the smallest fledgling. She communicates by mimicking the myriad voices she hears in the city every day. As a result, her speech sort of resembles a ransom note cut from different magazine pages. An unnerving assortment of voices, accents, and inflections depending on where she's been lately. She particularly likes when speaking to a person to use their own name in their own voice. She thinks it's funny. She's just reached her majority and is looking for what she wants to do with her life. She's a practical soul, but she's easily distracted sometimes. She's a bit of a hoarder, but generous with sharing her odds and ends with someone if if someone she knows needs something. She's a little uncertain of herself in interacting with people other than the kanku, and relies on being charmingly cute, often appealing to others' egos with flattering mimicry. She has a good memory and hoards bits of information, often trading them to make a living. And you never know when a bit of trivia or lore might offer a solution to a problem. She's a little skittish when it comes to a straightforward fight, especially if she's not sure about the people she's fighting beside. Left to her own devices, alone or with people she isn't sure of, she will always choose to escape the conflict and slip away. Once she's convinced that the people she's with are trustworthy, though, she'll do her best to protect them within her own skill set. It can take her time to learn to trust strangers, since much of Waterdeep regards the Kenku as pests at best. But she's also kind of a follower by nature, so even against her better judgment, she will follow a friend or family member into trouble.
4: Hi, my name is Lou, and I'm going to be playing Theodoric Fathomfast. Fathomfast, an old name in Waterdeep, and one spoken respectfully by the well-informed. As with the sea, much of its true mystery lies beneath the surface. From Luskan to Far Calimport, Fathomfast ships are known. They deliver as promised, and sink those that seek to prove otherwise. Currently led by Oswald Fathomfast, with the close assistance of his son Rickart and his daughter Lorelei, there were, there were two other older children of the generation, but they were lost to illness and or misadventure at young ages. The young, fathom-fast Scions traveled far and wide on behalf of the family, investigating trade possibilities and seeking a leg up on crushing their competition. During one such trip, Lorelei disappeared for several months and when she returned to Storm Hall, she was with child. She was close lipped in public at least, about the child's father, but soon after his birth, the secret was out. Young Theodoric Fathomfast was a half-blood, and descended of orcish blood no less. Controversy and gossip swirled through the high houses, and privately, wagers were placed on how soon the unfortunate young lord would meet with his tragic yet inevitable accident. To the surprise of most, it never happened, although several servants and highly placed Fathomfast retainers were either cashiered or met with their own accidents during his first handful of years. Publicly, Theodoric is fully acknowledged as a child of Fathomfast, his mother has always been his most ardent supporter, and his uncle and grandfather tolerate no disrespect to any member of the family. Privately, rumor and gossip continue to swirl, with the young lord's actual stand in question, though seldom to his face. Theodoric quickly grew tall and strong, his rougher instincts channeled into swordplay performance and other noble's arts by the diligent work of the Lady Lorelei. His public persona is similar to that of many young nobles, often callow, seldom laboring and frequently in his cups. He does not seem to manage he does seem to get manage to get invited to all the right parties and seems to know many of the right people. Only a true dolt could grow up in Stormhall and not absorb something of the fathom-fast knowledge of people and power. What he is not, however, is vital to the current family interests. Rickart has a son, Mathis and a daughter, Annabeth of his own, both older than Theodoric and well positioned within the family's trading interests. Lorelei never married, but instead continued to travel and work on behalf of the family's fortunes when not managing the social life in Waterdeep. Whether he truly has a place in the hall, is being kept due to his mother's position and influence within the house, or simply being held onto as a curiosity or last resort is a matter of some speculation. Theodoric Theo, spends his time in the streets and parlors of the city, tempting fate and seeking to prove himself against any and all comers. The chip on his shoulder is all but invisible beneath the weight of family.
5: Hi, this is Mike. I'm playing Nebumung Abham. <laughs> Nebumung is a Asmar traveler from the far eastern lands of Mulharad. As an Asmar, his divine birthright was coveted by base and evil men that sought favor with their dark gods for the sacrifice of both he and his sister Nefaru. They were stolen from the home of their mother and dragged by cultists before an altar on a moonless night they intoned profane verse to set god of night the devourer of light and in that moment neverman heard a quiet whisper all the sound of the cultists drowned away as the entity spoke offering him the means by which he and his sister might escape seeing no other option he agreed to the strange voice's terms and in that moment for the first time nebumun unleashed the terrible power of the shadowfell his first task to pry an inflammable ritual candle from the shattered altar of the dead cultists his sister was safe he was not so certain of his soul a being of light bound in darkness he comes to Waterdeep in search of answers
6: Hello, my name is Kevin Hudson. I'm playing Na'kri'een, a lizardfolk druid of the elk tribe of the Uthgart barbarians. It was a dark and stormy night. Lightning crashed as a new lizardfolk emerged from his broken shell. The small form looked up at the large creatures moving about, uncertain of what to make of them. Then he felt warmth and was given food. He was certain he was safe. However that innocent certainty was to disappear several years later when conflict came to the Crimson Crest tribe. The nearby elk tribe of the Uthgark barbarians, out of necessity, had ventured further into the Evermores looking for food. They fought with the lizard folk for several months. In the end, both tribes realized that neither of them would win in any meaningful way. They called a truce and agreed to send one of their young of a certain age to the other's camp to be fostered. This would help them understand each other better and ensure the peace. Gavrok, as he was called back then, was the third to be fostered by the barbarians in his eighth year. He was taken in by the humans. At first, he was wary of them. None of them who had been fostered had yet to come back. But once he saw they were healthy and had their freedom, he began to see the humans not just as food or threats, but as possible allies. Once he learned how to behave like a human as best he could, he was given to their shaman to learn his ways. It did not take long for Gavrok to pass the tests. His instincts kept him safe and strong. Eventually, he was allowed to assist the tribe in their daily tasks of hunting and protecting their territory. Some months ago, he was tasked with protecting one of the holy sites called Flint Rock. For a couple of weeks, there were no problems. A couple of raiding parties from outside the tribes came to the site for some reason, and they were easily dealt with. However, one time, while Gavrok was out with a small scouting party, hunting for supplies, the site was attacked. All the signs of the attack pointed to one of the other tribes, the Thunder Beasts. There had been rumors that the great chief Harthulk Hornspear had been considering an attack on the southern tribes, and now it appeared that he had started his war. however, had thought differently. Why would they attack now? There were stories of attack by giants and dragons. Surely, Hartholk had other things to worry about. And there were signs that several spells, likely arcane, had been cast. And then there was a strange silver star found in the middle of the battlefield. No one would listen to Gavrok, and he was unable to convince them of their stupidity. Their passions ran too high, and they let their anger and fear rule their decisions. Gavarok decided to stop this conflict. He decided to find the truth. He chose a new name for himself for this journey, Nakriin, meaning truth and draconic. He searched for truth over the past few weeks has led him to Waterdeep, the city of splendors. He was told by some travelers that there might be some answers to be found among the adventurers there. All right, welcome back. <laughs> wow, so
2: I learned so much.
6: <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Our session takes place in the City of Splendors, Waterdeep. In particular, we're starting amidst Fathomfast Manor, a place called Stormhall, within the prestigious Seaward District. Theodoric... You find yourselves getting ready for the day, in the comfort and stability of the idle rich. You know, your clothes have been set out for you, your meal prepared and brought up to your room on a simple cart. Now, as you finish breaking your fast, getting yourself ready for a day, uh, much like any other, Uh, You can hear the sounds of conversation, slipping muffled, but noticeable, down the hall. Um, One of them is definitely your grandfather, the lord of Stormhall, Oswald Fathomfast. The other voice is young and female, but not someone you recognize, certainly not your mother. She's away. Attending uh, to mercantile business in Callum
1: well,
4: Visitors to the house are always a joy. I suppose I should, possibly without bothering either one of them, try to find out who it is.
0: Absolutely. And you find that, perhaps in anticipation of your... Interceding in this conversation, you are met by your house steward. Uh, She has served the house for several generations, the elven Linnea Vailthor. She seems to step up as your doors open. Perhaps she was waiting there. Ah. Master Fathomfast, good morning to you. Good morning, Linnea. You can see just a bit down the hall towards the meeting room that there are a few guards posted at the door. The conversation has elevated somewhat, but not enough that you can hear the specifics of what is being said. Now, the guards are not of Stormhall. They actually are guards dedicated solely to the office of the Open Lord of Waterdeep, as opposed to the
4: Mask Lords. Correct. Huh Well there's a sight one does not see every day, Vilea.
0: We are honored to have the open lord, the Lady Silverhand here amongst our mm, the hollowed halls of your family's home. I am to attend to any of your wishes, and to let you know that the Lord Fathomfast has given you leave to do what you will with the day. Your presence shall not be necessary. I see. Well, a rare bounty to be sure. Is there anything you'd like of me, sir?
4: No, I'm awake. I've broken my fast. Um, I'm certain I can find some task to turn my hand to. Um, If I think of anything, I'll bring.
0: As you will. She pauses. There is a missive awaiting you in the foyer.
7: Well,
0: From the Wand household. Oh. Well, best to
4: see that right off, then.
0: Your grandfather thought so as well. I shall be about. And she nods to you, does a small bow, and steps backwards a few steps before turning gracefully and heading swiftly down these stairs to the first floor. Now the opulence of this hall cannot be understated. There are tapestries and paintings dedicated to the history of Fathomfast, mighty ships heroically cresting over storm-tossed waves, battles against ocean monsters of all shapes and sizes, pirates Um, everything to prove that the fathom-fast name was not idly gained, that their wealth not easily won.
4: Wrenched bodily from the treacherous
5: sea.
0: Of course, the tone and complexion of each hero aboard the storm-tossed mass (laughs) differs quite a bit from your more verdant complexion.
4: No, I'm not seasick. <laughs> I'm just a <an> half
0: <laughs>
4: But... Oh, embarrassing! Right. That's constantly seasick, this one. Don't tell him. <laughs> so, based on his knowledge of the house itself, mm-hmm. is there any way that he might be able to, behind closed doors, get close enough to hear more of what's going on?
0: Absolutely. There is a study that orbits somewhat close to the meeting room, where the walls get a bit thinner, the masonry slightly less store strong. <clears throat> and for that, why don't you go ahead and make a stealth check?
4: Why don't I? Because I'm not
0: very good <laughs> at it. <do> you know? <laughs> Well, you take a look about, and you take your chances. (laughs) Uh, twelve. Well, that's certainly enough to assuage the suspicions of the guards. You never come quite close enough for them to take interest in you. You step towards them several feet, and then take a sharp right into the next room, shutting the door behind you, a sprawling library, mostly maps and... Um, the journals of captains prior uh, lining the walls here.
4: Actually, minor adjustment to that? Yes. To help with the subterfuge, should it become necessary? Yes. Quick jot down to the foyer. Yes. To secure his mail. Absolutely. And then he will read it in the privacy of the study.
0: Why, that sounds perfect. Alright, so. The small missive folded over and stamped with the wand family crest. A Quite literal magic wand that seems to be brimming with power. Um, you manage to step back into that hollowed library. And you find yourself sitting at your desk, listening intently through the walls. Just a quick perception check. <clears throat> no, that, good that is a 20. Aha! I'm certain something can be arranged. Your interests in rebuilding a navy are currently in line with my future plans for my family and my house. We have a few merchantmen that can be converted to the task, once the harbour thaws, of course. Of course, Lord Fathomfast. Is there anything else? I'm certain I'll think of something in due time. I do appreciate our talks and I yours your family is doing well well I don't appreciate our talks that much my lady fathom fast business shall remain fathom fast business suffice it to say that we are doing well enough of course I meant no insult Shall I see you out? No, I remember the way. When next you return, I assure you my own private security will suffice. Well, as open lord of the city, I must remind you, my guards will come where I say. Seems a rocky shore to build a friendship. I have no intention of becoming friends, Lord Fathomfast. Good day." You hear them kind of rustle a bit as they move in their seats and step towards their respective doors. Um, sounds like the armored men are walking. They are a jangling monstrosity down these heavy wooden floors. Um, And uh, it's quiet after they travel down the stairs. You're not certain if your grandfather followed them out or not. It's hard to tell with all that metal. Well, you've got your missive in front of you.
4: What do the wands want today?
0: So, it appears as though this was dictated by your friend, Master Nerwin Wand. Now, he's an eighth son of nine, and largely ignored, in that you have something in common.
4: Sorry, did you say Nerwin?
0: Nerwin. Okay. Now, the Wand family is, um, famous... For producing powerful spellcasters, artificers, enchanters, and conjurers of all sorts. All of which no one has no ability in. That's awkward. Largely ignored. It says, Dearest friend, I should like to go for a winter walk. And shall come coming on, come calling on you, not coming on you. Come, come, come. Shall so come calling on you at twelve bell. Should you be ready to accompany me?
4: Let's bring my bowlegged chair. Are you in
0: the,
1: <laughs>
4: the show? The X-rated Gallagher performance in here.
0: <laughs> now it is. It is close to twelve bell. You do enjoy your respite.
7: Ooh, he's up. He's up early
0: today. <laughs> very, very. Now. You and Norwin do take these small uh, walks from time to time. Now, it is a cold day out there today, but you already know where he's going to take you. He has a habit of talking at length about the Argent Hound, a local adventurer's guild that has been shuttered for the winter. It seems to be his dream to join them, and he says this year after year. It's a good walk. It's within the same ward... Uh, In the winter, people are huddled by their hearths, and so you're not often disturbed. And it's near a favorite um, tavern of yours. Oh, well. So, you tend to go along.
4: What is young Master Nerwin hoping to do with the Argent Hounds?
0: Adventure seems to be as far as his planning has ever gotten.
4: So, not by strength of arm, or...
0: Certainly not. Okay. Certainly not strength of arm, nor magic. He's an optimist, you see. Ah. The most dangerous type of creature. <laughs> 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 well, useful in their place, but hazardous and quick to anger. That's what I mean. Handle <laughs> <laughs> kind <of> gently, however. <laughs> exactly. But, if you should like, your winter weather gear is readily available for you. And so, with your well-made cape and layered shirt, and even your armor, because sometimes it it tends to even in the pay to get dressed the, up. Even in the best parts of the city, there are occasionally ne'er-dwells. Exactly. And when as they're not us. And two lords, well, not lords, but two masters of a house, um, walking through the streets alone could be an easy target for all sorts of jack and apes. So, it isn't too long before a bell is rung and the voice of Linnea Belthor, your trusty steward, announces that Master Noen has arrived. Now, he's built broad and heavy, a bit overnourished, with rounded, constantly ruddy cheeks, and a mop of clean but unruly and curly light brown hair. Uh, He's wearing heavy clothing, uh, thick leather gloves, and a warm cloak of fine pelts. A rapier hangs from a sturdy leather belt at his waist. Now he's got several days of growth, of stubble, and keeps a polite forced smile on his face as he waits for you in the foyer. Good day, Master Fathomfast. No one intones. I was wondering if you should like to join me for a brisk winter morn's walk? It's the afternoon, Master Wand. Oh, I'm quite aware. A, a, a brisk afternoon's walk. Nothing would suit me better, no one. Very well.
4: I congratulate you, by the way, You're you're up quite early today.
0: Well, you know what they say. If we wish to seize opportunity, we best get there first. Again, it is well past 12, bell," says Linnea. Thank you. Your duties as a timepiece are much appreciated. She gives him an awkward look, and he, her, and she nods to both of you, excusing herself from the room. As you walk down the stairs and get a little closer to uh, Master Nerwin, he says... Slouching a bit now. That polite company has left you. Oh, there we are. Always a song and dance, eh? How the fuck you been, Theo? (laughs) I thought we could swing by the hound. I... That's such a shocking Uh, change of events for you, my friend. (laughs) We have to check. I mean, I don't think it'll be today, recruiting, but... Yesterday, one of our pages said he saw some carts, carts outside laden with crates and barrels and the like. Stewards are back in residence means it won't be long. True enough, true enough. Well, far be it
4: for me to deny you your uh, your interest.
0: Well, also so interesting was the entourage I saw heading out of this particular street.
4: Well, you know grandfather's always meeting with some city official
0: or oh. another. The Silverhand herself though That's, uh, well, we wands have a name for ourselves, but then the Fathomfast name travels a bit deeper, I suppose. see
4: what you did there, my friend. Ah,
0: my quick wit's gonna keep me alive. (laughs) He says... (laughs) Dooming himself. (laughs) No. (laughs) But the doors open and quickly the heat of this hearthfire warmed hall is escaping into the wind. Um, he pulls his cloak a bit tighter to his cheeks, and he walks out into the cold, rubbing his hands, even though they're behind thick, thick gloves. Oh. Up. oh, right, right, I don't want to lose my ears. Uh, my best feature, he says, they are not. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, so, he walks with you. Um, there are plenty of houses here, uh, large manors and the like of uh, well-to-do merchants or nobles. The the rich, nouveau, and old money alike make this ward their home. And the warm glow makes you regret a little bit, somewhere in the back of your mind, that you're his friend. Just, just a second! <laughs> just a second! As... The orange glows light up each window pane, and you walk against what seems to be uh, clear but frozen cobbled stone.
4: Well, and also in fairness, it's not often you're presented with a companion of your social class who simultaneously very much highlights the fact that you are stronger, smarter, and better looking than he is, even if you are <laughs> half-walk. Or... True enough.
0: <laughs> True <laughs> enough. No. It... <sighs> He's all right. Ah,
4: Well, let him get this out of his system this year and we can move on.
0: You two neglected scions of your houses, the larger man's size, only the girthier anyway. Um, I'm through with this, Theo. I'm serious. This is the year I'm joining up. He nods. Now, you have heard this before. The, I won't be invisible. Not anymore. He frowns. I'm have to believe that I can do some good out there.
4: Well, there's never a doubt that you can do good, Nerwin. The question is, is this way you should be doing
0: it? He rests his hand on the pommel of the rapier at his hip. I mean, I'm I'm not dumb, or, you know, delusional. I know I'm a shit swordsman, this is mostly for show. I know I'm a bit fat and a bit slow.
4: You haven't cut yourself in months, you're really (laughs) stupid.
0: That's what I said! Well, I... And, you know, I do remember quite clearly when I flunked out of the Blackstaff. Oh, you might be a wand, but you may very well enjoy reading books. You have no prospects in the arcane art. I mean, no prospects? Who says that to a young boy of only 22?
4: They crush your dreams.
0: <laughs> he walks with you down the cobbled path, and <coughs> you see it. After about 15 minutes of walking, the Argent Hound, and you can see his eyes light up a bit more, Ah, there are lights in the windows, Uh and that's a sure sign that, within the ten day, they're expecting the first thaw. And on the first thaw, comes recruitment. And on that day, Nerwin will probably flunk out of another establishment.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll say this much for him, he's consistent. So, you've had to talk with himself, then? with your father. Uh,
0: yeah, no. I mean, he's busy. Very. Um, he'll know. You know. Um, I mean, I, he will. He says, avoiding the conversation entirely, looking down at his boots. Um, now, on the angled roof of the Argent Hound, thick icicles hang down, glistening and adorned in light snow and uh, the twinkling lights from the embers inside. Um, smoke is rising from the chimney. Muffled sounds of heavy wood moving within the walls give rise to a wide grin even then.
4: It appears your spies were correct.
0: Ah, see? Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, it's the page that works for my dad, but yeah. Go. Never.
4: never reveal your sources, my
0: friend. Oh, right. Well, how do you do it? You know? Do what? The youth thing. The, you know... I mean, I don't know how it is in your house. I'm not there all the time. But, outside, you seem to get some attention. You know? Well, yes. Being six foot plus and green helps with that. So, polymorph spell then? Let's not try that again. I thought it would work. I really did. I thought that was the day my nascent power would come through.
4: If it did, it was in ways too subtle for simple men such as ourselves to know.
7: Yeah.
0: This is the year, Theo.
4: So you know they're going to want to know what it is you think you can do for it. Not that I doubt your value, but they don't know you.
0: Well, I think we should think about that over some hot drinks. The the Seder, then.
4: Well, your wisdom cannot be questioned,
0: my friend. Um, wise, that's what I'll tell him, he says. And puts an arm on your back, and you two walk towards... the Seder.
5: I'm totally going to get my friend killed. <laughs> 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 Remember... He would have wanted it that way.
0: <laughs> That's right. He he's begging for
3: it. All <laughs> right. He's got some agency, and this.
0: Well,
4: I remember back when we were children, and he said, "Promise me you'll never do anything to get me killed."
0: I promise. All right. Our next scene takes place between, in a a small dilapidated house, between the slums of the dockward, dock ward, and the southward. Right, the small strip between where both kinds, the people that work the dockward and people that prowl the southward, uh, interact. So now there is a huddled mass of gnomes, halflings, a human child or two, and even a goblin that the Filch Batter clan has taken in. Around a large metal bowl that holds a sputtering fire. It's cold up here in the attic, but the smoke rises up through a small hole in the roof and out into the winter morning sky. They're passing around a few dry rations, the kind of tripe that soldiers would eat on long sojourns, the kind of meal that you, Roywin, are quite used to. Now, Graham feeds moldy, ruined books into the fire, faded parchments and dried twigs and the like, while Grampus smokes his pipe and continues to tell an old tale of Garl, Glitter gold. And while it is entertaining, especially with the illusions that accompany it, you know that he's only telling the story to keep the younger members of the Myrnig clan's mind occupied and their hopes up. It's been two days since your good cousin, Mard'Nab Knackle Doublelock, hasn't returned from her walk in the early hours of Third Day. Mard'Nab said that she was heading out to meet up with Tumble Turn and Shuffle, two mischievous Kenku brothers that are always getting into trouble. They're actually decent providers for their roofs, so long as no one asks where the funds are coming from. But here's the rub. Royman, as of yesterday, Tumbleturn Turn, and Shuffle didn't come home either. So. You, my friend, have a connection in the Watch family.
2: Yes, this is true I do. Uh, has anyone actually spoken to it. Uh Bergeli?
0: Bergeli, indeed. And he is, of course, a member of the City Watch in good standing. Actually, he has a keen mind for investigations and has been brought in on several of the more difficult mysteries that they've had and has a fairly good success rate with finding the culprits in several uh, crimes now he tells you that he's pulling every string he told you this in the past basically I'm pulling every string that I can understand that disappearances in the dock ward aren't usually given priority but I have some pull I've talked in with Captain Evercleft and I've made sure that we're going to get a team together to scour the streets I'm worried too it's just that most of our resources are being swallowed up by some disappearances in Castle Ward well of course they
2: have money so of course their crimes are more important
0: Not to me. I want you to know that.
2: I believe that of you.
0: I'm doing everything I can from within the office. Do you have any idea what they were doing? No. But knowing Mardnab, something she probably wouldn't tell me about at the family dinners.
2: Maybe. Just maybe, we should ask the, uh, birds.
0: You know, they live in a tough part of the South Ward. Even City Watch doesn't venture there. I'll draw a lot of the attention in the wrong kind if I
2: go. Don't those two have a sister or something?
0: I was thinking the same thing. There were several of them. A flock or a murder? I don't know the nomenclature.
2: Unkindness?
0: A business? Well, either way, says the gnome, sitting back and twisting his mustache. What day is it? Oh, it's just barely past uh, 12 bell. Um.
2: I suppose they'll probably be waking up sometime soon, so... um,
0: I can accompany you to the gates, if you'd like.
2: No, it's alright. right. I uh, hand off the the remainder of my partially gnawed-on bit of shoe leather to uh, one of the little ones. Well, they take it and start gnawing. Do a snap of my fingers to flare the fire up a little
0: bit, and uh... I have to get back to my post. Bye, Gram. Bye, Grampus. Kids.
7: <sighs> what is that burning books? You can hardly read
0: them anymore. Hardly isn't can't read them. But now I can feel my fingers to turn the pages on the ones we can mostly read?
2: Writing <laughs> books is a bad habit to get into, Graham.
0: I'm sorry. Um, we did try and scavenge some of the uh, the abandoned housewood, but uh, I believe that Narben fella was hanging around. Now, Fellhand is a dwarven tough. That. <laughs> That uh, leads a group of like-minded assholes that make their living scavenging, thieving, blackmailing, and heisting. They're given a wide berth.
2: I'll see about bringing back some firewood as well.
0: They're good for jobs, too. Not that, you know, uh, your City Watch family member would say so. What was that name again? One more time for me, please. I had it here, but I cannot find it in my notes. I apologize.
2: Bergelly Mernig Ailslosh.
0: Ailslosh was what it was, yes. So, Officer Ailslosh. Uh, when he's on duty, Officer Ailslosh. He nods to you, tips his helmet, and, uh, ...bundles his winter cloak up a bit closer as he steps into the uh, into the winter air... ...meeting two of his watch companions on the ground.
2: I will uh, put on a couple of extra layers, pull my hat down tight... and
0: uh, Make sure you bundle up, says Grampus as he puffs on his pipe. I'll but be- what happens next? What happens next is we make sure
2: our young Roywin doesn't get frostbite. <laughs> less danger of that. At least I'll be up and moving around. We'll do fine.
0: I can feel it in my knees. The thaw's coming. Let's see. Well, at least we're having better seasons than they are, I hear, in Red Lodge.
7: Yes, yes, of course, mm.
0: And a couple of the kids kind of give you hugs. It's a ritual whenever you leave the house that they line up in height order, actually. Usually corresponding with age, but not always.
2: <laughs> Do they sing so long farewell?
0: Not really, not yet, but you can train them to, and I'm sure they'd be happy to with minor illusions cast this way and that. <laughs> it could be an event. <laughs> but they each give you long hugs before you okay, step I'll out into that. He well, he is a, a timid creature even still. Um, even after three months of finding him on the streets, uh, injured and nursed back to health by Graham, he gives you an awkward pat on the back and recoils quickly into his little corner again. Yeah. I stay
2: warm. <laughs> of course. You too. It's still fine. Uh, this is good. This is don't, fine. Don't let those books get burned for
0: Ah. Uh, uh, never had use for books. Uh, sorcery, borderline. Ink that puts thoughts in your head. Monstrous.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you could ask that where the precious is. It's <laughs> fantastic.
0: Now, His name isn't Creature. (laughs) It's Bildorn.
2: Bildorn? Bildorn.
0: And he claims to remember nothing prior to your family taking him in. He was in a sorry state, feverish, and near death from the infection that his wound was causing. Well at least these of a socially acceptable height. Yes, actually, a very civilized height. Yes. Humans and the like are simply it's ostentatious.
2: Grant only said it's not thin air that makes them so prone
0: Probably. Yeah, no, it's a, I like Graham's theory. So um,
2: well, I guess then I will take to the streets Yes. And I will go looking for the nest.
0: Very good. So. Your mother has not stopped pacing her, uh, corvid head twisting and looking out the windows, uh, one way and the next. What remains of the windows? It's cold by the shattered glass, and yet she bears it as long as she can. Sometimes for 10, 20 minutes at a time, uh, before heading back to the small fire that you have. And there's a sound of kind of the the dripping water of a water clock as she nervously uh, vocalizes. Now, as for the brothers, well, they've gotten out of tight scrapes simply because they're so close. Tumbler, Turn, and Shuffle have been inseparable since the day they hatched, which was within mere minutes of each other. Um, uh, if, as you said, most likely they imprinted on each other and never looked back. Now, you've grown up in Waterdeep here. You've been treated, I would like to say, mostly well. However... A grand... that's if you don't leave Southward. In Southward, your skills at survival are what give you worth. Elsewhere, it's your name, your heritage, and yeah, your race to some extent. Uh, Kenku are considered sometimes little more than pests outside of Southward. And so, you've been contained here, but jobs, work gainful employment. I mean, there are a couple of inns that are hiring, but for that, you would have to be able to take orders and reciting them in the customer's voice is always kind of a little unnerving. Um, And so, work has been... Well, not as... No, absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) And so, you are growing slightly tired of the anxiety that you're feeling as well um your heart fluttering in your chest the butterflies in your stomach when even though it is you know probably the last hurrah of winter out there that your brothers could be stranded somewhere and to be fair They've been rather secretive recently. Running with a crew of lowlifes from the dock wards that are always looking and failing to find a big score. Now, they've given jobs before, and to the most part, Tumblr turned shuffle, though quite quiet about where they've been, have been solid providers for your family. They've brought in the copper and silver when need be. Um, no doubt that's what they were hoping to do this time as well.
3: Makes sense. Watch pots, mother.
0: Your mother looks over at you and gives a small, a soft whistling caw, nods, her beak dipping down into her breast for a second as she kind of closes the distance between you, her feathered arms gripping at your shoulders and her forehead placing to yours. Boil. She shakes her head, there's a little, uh, kind of a barker's voice.
7: Will you look?
0: <laughs> and then I'm a child's nodding. voice, and then a child's voice. Thank you. Let's see
7: what I can find. Be careful
0: Of course I love you sound of
3: a kettle on the hearth
0: mm-hmm. She nods and moves over to the um sturdy but a bit dented up uh tea kettle. She's going to put some on now.
3: That was just meant to be. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: But she is She is also thinking she mm-hmm. could do for a cup of tea. Her wing arms are shaking. And at least it would give her something to, to put her mind to. You are heading out.
3: Yeah, I um, make the sound of what would be five bells for sunset.
7: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Very good. She says, and rings back. Same bell tone that you just gave her. Four of them. <laughs> well, it's an ongoing negotiation. Even mm-hmm. as you put your uh, your commoner's clothing on, you tighten up. Not you adjust your cloak, but you know your mother's as well, just to make sure that you get enough. She insists putting it on you. Um, Just so that you're warm enough. Um, You're about to step down kind of the um, mostly sturdy stairs. Rotted in spots, but you know them, so it's fine. Um, On the left side. Exactly. You hop down gently, lightly Mm -hmm. down the left side. And through a crack in the front door, you actually see the approach of one, Roywin Mernig Mernig. Better. Okay. batter um,
3: I will make a, a softer version of an alarm bell
0: mm-hmm. and you can hear that stepping up to the house
2: take off my hat
0: mm-hmm. just
2: for long enough for the little hummingbird to zip out
0: yep Head back on. It takes to the air, wings blurring, uh, as it zips this way and that, and then upwards. Yep. It you point upwards, it goes higher and seems to make a quick, smooth, I'm gonna jerky circle. Tur- circle.
2: To look through monster's eyes.
0: So you look through it, and monster sees just empty streets, maybe a, a watchman here and there. Or a lone carriage riding down the road. But mostly empty. And she, Monster even looks into the windows just to make sure no one's peeping or keeping tabs on you. It's not Monster's first rodeo. Zips under your hat. And nestles warmly into your hair. Oh yeah, but... Well, Three quarters of one. Yeah. It's uh, kind of uh, cracked and open at the top. You open the door. You open the door just as Filch Batter reaches to knock. She gives you a little startled look. Uh,
3: Stranger. Nightfly.
2: I don't know if you remember me or not. I was a little shorter.
3: (laughs) I was a little shorter. It's Rowan. It's Rowan.
0: She says in your voice.
2: (laughs) I was wondering if you'd seen Mardnab.
3: I was wondering if you'd seen I uh, make the sounds for the brothers' names.
0: Absolutely. It sounds like uh, a safe tumbler turning, uh, this way and that, and someone shuffling quietly on a wooden floor.
2: At last I'd heard they
3: were all together. They were all together. Do you have any idea where to
2: look? Do you have any idea who they were working for?
4: Secret.
0: Go ahead and make a history check. With advantage, both of you, if you'd like. Yeah. I have
3: a
2: oh, do you now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> with advantage. With advantage. Okay. Yeah.
3: 23 5
0: right well you literally have no idea where they could be going at all Um, they're free spirits I mean you let them go and they come back that's how you know that they love you (laughs) um, if anyone in dockward or southward is going to know what shady shit they're getting into it's going to be Narbin and his gang. Now, here's the thing. If you're not part of the gang, you're against the gang. Narbin has taken a hard line here. And he can be violent. The City Watch, Mr. Captain, or I should say Officer Slosh did remind you that resources are thin in South Ward. So generally, in his two or three little tin pot dictatorship, his word goes. And he only respects strength. The kind of strength that perhaps even a powerful wizard like yourself in a... Yeah, well, you know, (laughs) singing the first level blues, huh? But, But, um... Even a oh, wizard like oh, yourself you you and a Kenku rogue would probably not be that intimidating to him and his tufts.
7: Hmm. Time to call into big guts. <laughs>
2: it's entirely possible that Narvin may, may know. But I think that we're not likely to... Um, the fear of anybody in Narvin. Not like likely to. But other people work for Narvin. Other
0: people. Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe what we need
0: to do is. You rolled a twenty. Uh,
2: twenty-three. Twenty-three.
0: Let me give you a couple of names of Narvin's mm-hmm. gang. Uh, there's Narvin Fellhand, obviously. There's Marco, the artist Laurent Jean. He's a bandit, but actually a very good charcoal artist. Uh, uh, Larangeau. L E R I N J E A U X. It's a bit mouthy, which is why he goes by the artist. Now there's Gutter, who is also a goblin. Uh, the special, the specialty of uh, Gutter is that um, he wears a dirty red bandana on the top of his bald green head and uh, filthy foot wraps that constantly smell of the sewers. Then there's probably the scariest of the notables in that group, Red Sam. Um, She's a female human, but she carries a heavy crossbow of the same type and make that the Waterdavian City Watch uses. Um, hers has been modified to feature a lantern hook on the front, and the rumors say she's probably got close to 10 or 12 kills under her belt with that thing.
2: Hmm. The artist might be, um, the sort who might be vulnerable to a little flattery at least. Do we have any idea where they drink?
0: Just one moment to find that. In the meantime... It's in a Dockward Tavern. A Dockward Tap House. The Warm Beds. It's a quiet inn. He seems to like it better than The Mermaid's Arms, which is a rowdy tavern and fest hall uh, it gives him more time to people-watch. Although, this time of year, every inn is going to be crowded. Maybe even crowded out. Now, you do happen to know someone staying at the warm beds. That's right. The Muhorandi Traveler.
2: Well, not only do I have an idea of where we might find the artist, I might have more help for us there. More help for us. There's a man there who's been asking me to help him with a bit of research.
7: So perhaps he might be willing to lend the hand back. Okay.
0: That's not too far a jaunt from here. Perhaps 20 minutes. Yeah. As the crow flies. <laughs> oh, sorry. Still a, still, a, still a sore spot for go Oops. <laughs> <laughs> hmm?
7: like
0: Alright, well. The two of you, worried family members mm-hmm. both, head out into the cold and towards the inn. The Warm Beds Inn. Right. Actually, kind of a miracle
5: on this site. <laughs> <laughs> well, it takes a lot, it takes a lot of people. You know, so.
7: <laughs> Meanwhile,
0: Kevin, <laughs> where do you see Nakriin, the lizard folk druid, staying within the the city, the outer limits?
6: Um, um within the city, probably dock ward. Dock Warden? absolutely. Someplace cheap or not having to pay at all.
0: You'd rather um, kind of squat yes. in an empty building. Yes. Absolutely.
6: And. Nothing—a little hissing. Someplace near the water. Yeah. <laughs> Very good.
3: You make great source of threatening noises for me. <laughs>
6: well.
0: You're doing a good enough job of keeping yourself warm with various animal pelts that you've hunted on your way here to Waterdeep. You knew that the... ...cold... ...was coming. And you've garbed yourself appropriately against its advance. It's pretty out here. Apparently... ...some of the sailors... ...that are... ...more or less trapped by the harbor ice these days mentioned in passing that at one time there was a whole fleet of ships that had sunk because the old open lord didn't know his ass from a tactics map. They cleared most of that when the new open lord came in, but you should have seen the city that it had turned into. They had rested down planks and floated bridges between the ships, and turned, and some people even had captains rooms as their own, slightly slanted, personal homes. They didn't have to pay for inns for, well, months. Right now, it's empty, for the most part. And... you on for a second. <laughs> one sec. We're uh, just shuffling around the table. Nothing to worry about. It happens sometimes. Alright, so... You find it a beautiful expanse of heavy ice. And... With enough know-how and survival, you've been quite a proficient ice fisher, actually, out here. Several of the fish beneath the thick ice are delicious, and it's free. The harbor is deep. You don't know how deep, but you've never hit bottom when you dropped your line. The other thing of interest that you see is there seems to be a meeting of some sort going on out here by the railed-off docks. Two humans, or Close enough to humans. Perhaps one is Alvin. You never can really tell the difference. They all look similar. When you get closer, their scents take on a lurid difference. But, right now, similar. And they taste different. They do. They do. (laughs) If you were just able to take one small bite, you'd be able to tell instantaneously (laughs) between the different meats. But the two of them seem to be meeting a figure that seems a bit familiar to you in shape, if not identity. Uh, His scaled countenance is an onyx black um, struck through with shocking strips of crimson. Um, He's wearing a uh, dragonborn-style Cloak, uh, lavender, but with golden highlights that hang at his side. And his tail twitches with, not the cold, but a slight annoyance.
6: I'll make my way over in that direction.
0: Sure. Well, intrigued by this newcomer, you slink out of the serviceable but um, spartan hovel that you've carved out for yourself and sneak well are you just walking over in plain sight uh, no I'll sneak over All right, let's make a stealth check
6: 17
0: very good They do not seem to notice as you slink smooth and stealthily towards the edge of an overhang of the docks. Must we continue to meet here, says the dragonborn. "Ah, I think it's a tradition, says the human, rubbing his arms. "Ah, Trust me. Oh, I'm glad we all could make it back into town. Oh, how you decided to keep traveling. Well, you're insane. How are the roads? Fair enough, I'm here, says the Dragonborn. you uh, well, you're, you're going again, right? Again, I'm here. We were hoping you'd consider partnering with us again, for this season. Um, He looks away. Come on, it wasn't that disastrous. (laughs) You dropped our take. Once, one time. And I had to catch him, says the other one. Did you? It is my firm belief that you cost me my entrance fee this year. But I'll buy my life at the end of this one. I'm not certain yet who I'll be partnering with. But it will be a much colder than this in the Abyss, if it is you too. Aww. Oh, come on! Four years, and just this last one! That last one will get us killed, says the Dragonborn, rumbling in the back of his throat. But, well, I, why'd you agree to meet me out here? To watch you suffer. And he draws his cloak tighter to him. We saved you a room. I'm fine. Says the dragonborn. Turning from them. And leaving them looking like, what the hell just happened? Like, either that or with shocks of uh, indignant reservation as to what the, uh... The willowy, ebon-scaled male just said. Um he does start walking up the stairs in your direction.
6: I'll uh, pull back into a corner and hide.
0: You do. And he pauses at the top of the stairs. You can see his nostrils flaring. Um, That same kind of rumble as eyes of piercing blue turn. Not in your direction exactly, but as if he's... curious or sensing that he's being watched. A bit further over his shoulder, still seeing nothing, he continues walking past, deeper into the dock ward. Asshole, says one of the, uh, fleshlings to the other. (laughs) The skinlings. And, uh, they're walking up the uh, the stairs together. <sighs>
7: he,
0: he was better than us, says one to the other. That doesn't matter. We were there for his first adventure and we were a team. Does loyalty mean nothing? Maybe it means something different in Draconic.
6: Don't drop my fucking move, is <laughs> what it means. <laughs> I'll step out of the shadows as they come up the stairs.
0: Well, they start quickly. um, uh, Hands moving to to weapons almost instinctively, but far too late for an efficient warrior or hunter. Um, Oh. Well, um... Hello. Uh,
6: I see why he didn't want to be partners with you.
0: Is there a convention?
6: You would be
4: dead right now. Hey, am I too late for the Mach the the Losers?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we don't have to stand here and take this.
6: What was he talking about? Uh,
0: we went on an adventure with him. You know, contract. For the guild. And, yes, maybe I did drop a sack of gold. We had looting rights, but... It was either that, or for myself. It was a very high incline. But more of a cliff, really. I'd say incline. Cliff! It was a cliff! More of an incline. What guild? Uh, the Argent Hound. I mean, we're, we're only just recruits, so... We, we can't technically say we're, we're hounds, but... Depending on how much loot we hold on to... SHUT UP! Depending on um, how this season goes, perhaps by the end of it, uh, by the next winter, we will be full houndsmen. They're just called hounds. I'm having a very difficult time right now. Uh, You and he would get along fine. Perhaps, Perhaps talk to him about insulting everyone you meet and winning. Who is he? Oh, him. That's Ponrash Yarixius. Uh, it's a P-A...
7: <laughs>
0: P-A-N-R-A-S-H. Y-A-R-I-X-I-O-U-S.
6: Does that translate into draconic as anything specific, or is it just a name?
0: The Red was going to be Euryxia's Dawn. Red Dawn. So, great movie. Yeah. Wait. The Red Dawn.
6: <laughs> it translates to Wolverines.
0: No. The Red Dawn.
6: He seems more of a blood moon than a red dawn.
0: <sighs> That's actually a better name. Perhaps he'll go with that. Uh, Draconic is so difficult. I mean, maybe... if Maybe it's a forked tongue is what we need. Um, not that you lie. I mean, that's a popular idiom. Um, uh, what? Hmm. Well, well, are you looking for partners? Oh. <laughs> Says the two of them.
6: You'd get me killed.
0: Well, no, we won't.
6: I say as I just turn <sighs> and start walking away. Yeah,
0: we're going to get him killed. Don't... Whose side are you on? I want to be on the winning side, actually. (laughs) Well, they look at each other and you can hear their their heavy uh, trods stomping away. At least you think they're stomping because if that's how they walk, yeah, they'll absolutely get you killed.
6: (laughs) I stop and turn. What are your names?
0: I'm Yarrick. This is Engild.
6: Good. Now I know who to avoid. Should I go
0: to the <laughs> guild? Uh, let's just go. I'm freezing out here, and this is a place where hope comes to die.
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and... <Everybody should laughs> die warm from the sick birds. It's <laughs> third <such> sick birds! <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, they seem to, uh, wander themselves off. Like, a cred off after that. Um, allowing you to have some quiet again. You can hear the sounds of crystalline cracking on the lake. Mm.
6: Fall is coming.
7: hmm
6: So.
1: Yes?
0: Paladin. Selyse. Whereabouts do you see yourself? In this cold but warming winter's day?
1: Well, I mean, post the vision that sent her this way, she's probably just...
0: Now, you have found that building. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All
0: right. No, it is a... um, it is a prominent building in the Sea Ward, which is. So,
1: what happened when I knocked on the door when I first got to town?
0: When you first got to town about 2 10 days ago, nothing. Because there wasn't anyone in residence. Mm. And you were told that by a kindly, what seemed to be a um, old woman, um, who also tried to peddle you a souvenir of your first time in the city, um, that you're a bit late, uh, you're a bit early, dearie. The recruitment won't stop for a little while longer.
1: Okay. When
0: will the re- recruitment start? Oh, yeah, with your your armor and your weapons, you're here to to join the Argent Hound, aren't you? We get all sorts of adventuring sorts this time of year. It's a great source of business for our inns. My cousin owns one. Okay. I'm afraid they're full up, dearie. Oh. But I have an extra room. Well,
1: when
0: does the recruitment start? When will somebody be here? Usually, <coughs> I'm not certain what their metric is for this, but it's a few days before the main thaw. And that's when the stewards arrive and they start making the place shipshape. They, you know, weatherize it before the winter. Everyone goes off to their homes if they live in water deep or parts elsewhere. Uh, but the stewards will arrive. And they'll prepare the recruitment feast. Not that the recruits get any, of course.
1: Can I roll insight on her offer of a room? Yes. Because, you know, that, that'd be helpful.
0: <laughs> it would be. <clears throat> Why don't you go ahead and roll an insight as Grandma Murder rolls her dec- No. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I rolled
0: a one. Oh, yes. Uh, no. A fantastic deal at this time. Yeah, just, a uh, two gold a night.
1: Oh. Oh, I definitely can't afford that. Well, that does seem reasonable. <laughs> well,
0: well, you know, you look like such a good soul. And is this your first
1: time, then? Yeah. In Waterdeep, yeah? Yeah.
7: Getting
4: robbed by a crow? No. <laughs> no,
0: no. no. <laughs> In fact, I'm a pro. <laughs> Here problem. you go. <laughs> Well, I say, I could use some help around the house with the firewood, bringing it in, cleaning, cooking, that sort of bit.
1: I could definitely do that.
0: Absolutely. So we'll call it one golden night and just some light work around the home.
1: <laughs> light mercenary
4: work, you know.
1: I, I, I really, I, I, I'm probably honest. They're just going to have to stay outside the wall.
0: Well... It's so cold out there, and in the field district, oh, it's a lawless place. I'm afraid you'd be taken advantage of, I am. <sighs> by someone else, that is. Just so I'll have to keep destroyed my, destroyed. my room open just in case, because I am a poor woman.
7: Me too. Oh,
0: then we must stick together. I do have a bedroll. It was used by my late husband's hound. It still smells a bit of him, but I will place it down by the fire. And in return, some light cooking, some light cleaning, help us with the firewood. And you'll have a place to stay.
1: Can I use my own bedroll? I don't see why not. (laughs) All right. Thank you, kind old lady.
2: (laughs) Probably not taking advantage of me in (laughs) any way.
0: Well, let's get you home. It's about time for you to start a stew and put the tea on. Don't <laughs> start. <laughs> and see, she leads you toward
1: a moderately nice little hut
0: that she has uh, somewhere in Dockward.
1: I'm sure that's gonna be great to me. It's fantastic. You know,
0: um, now, uh, the outhouse that she has is blisteringly cold. Uh, God, that house is terrible. And she does ask you not to. She has a chamber pot. It's hers. It's kind of a thing. She (laughs) asks you not to use it. Uh, Still (laughs) no. So, yep. Her arms are real tired and it's hard for her to lift it too. So she does ask for help. Uh, (laughs) But you do get to work and live modestly, sleep on the floor, go outside, kind of test your metal against the elements and practice your swordplay. Exactly. Well,
4: like, exactly. I'm not I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, but that's where you've been staying for the past yeah. few. And you can feel it on the wind. You're <sighs> the circle that you trained with. They would know exactly when the fall would happen.
1: They would. It's true. You don't. don't. <laughs> you don't at all. A spell that I could have taken. Oh yeah, no, absolutely.
0: You did not. You that's are not how starting
4: to smell the chamber pot more clearly, which means the flaw <laughs> may
0: be here. <laughs> oh yeah, no. The um, your duties as honey dipper outside in the um, <laughs> the outhouse go a lot more smoothly. Disgustingly, but smoothly. And that's kind of a good tell. It's a high fiber diet for you. Um, you can see the water kind of dripping off the icicles Laying yeah. on the sides of the house And it's going to happen soon That much you know
1: Well, you know, if that's one of her stomping grounds I might help her bring her cart of souvenirs out
0: Oh yeah, no, she's happy to yeah. To accept any help yeah. in above and beyond your current her bring duties
1: bring cart out and kind of get her set up And then spend a little time exploring the city Being very frugal because I am very mm-hmm. poor
0: Her name is the Lady Melda. 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 And she is happy to have you amongst her home.
1: Does she have any... um, Like, is she particularly creepy or have any sorts of ailments?
0: She will tell you all about her ailments. (laughs) uh She has has so many... just Make a medicine, wing, check. Just, yeah. just a, a, a medicine check. Just uh, a medicine check. With disadvantage, you'll have to get her into That's a proper Mel-
1: melda, right? melda.
0: You know, it's my prostate, dear. It bothers me something awful. <laughs> oh, it's size. terrible these days.
1: <laughs> 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 we'll need some ointment for that. Oops, the wig <laughs> fell off. Hold on. Well, I'm so sorry, dear. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> a- that is an 18...
0: 18, yeah, no, um, she's spry for her age, or she's lived a hard life, it's written all over her face, um, but you can tell that she's slightly, maybe a little arthritic in her joints, but beyond that, she moves very well, um, and a lot of what she can't do, or says she can't do, maybe she doesn't want to do. (laughs)
1: You know what? She's lived a hard life and she's by herself and her husband has passed. Mm -hmm. And why not help her out? That a
0: paladin. All uh, (laughs) right.
1: I also start mixing some herbs into the stews that will help with her joints.
0: Look at you. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You've managed to find some, actually. um, Some that she had dried and was just hanging over the hearth. Mm -hmm. You know, that you're like, this is great. This is a. Uh, natural medicinal anti-inflammatory about, like, what, and
1: like you know when I you know if I if I if I I'll say if I move along or when I move along or whatever then huh. just keep keep using these like in your stew they'll you and like you, these. you just
0: have to boil them down and they're well
1: you just add medicinal them. yeah you just add them to the stew then how much
0: coin would these be worth <laughs> like like uh, uh, within reason how much can I talk these up
1: you know, as long as you're, you know, talking them up for the right thing, for the right ailments, you know, in this case, some of that joint stuff. Joint you know, pain, pain, rheumatism,
0: yeah, baldness. Yeah,
1: you know, not baldness. <laughs> no. No. no those, poor souls, those poor souls are just stuck like that forever. I mean, I hear some women find that attractive.
0: But, you know, my my late husband was powerful bald. Yeah. But not just on his head. Strangest thing I've ever seen. She gets a wistful maybe look in her <laughs> eye. And. uh as <laughs> baby yeah. Yeah. From tip to toe. <laughs> it's the strangest thing. Yeah. So, you know, where
1: did you get these herbs? Are they in your garden? Or? Oh,
0: yes, during the spring, absolutely. Yeah, I, like I actually enjoy the, the so, aroma so of them.
1: I, oh, I crush them up and smell them and be like, you yeah. did a nice job drying them. They're, they're well preserved.
0: Well, thank you. My mother taught me how. I. I, I make a persuasion check.
5: Make a persuasion. You're being super nice.
1: I am, Maybe you the, the light if, in the world.
5: And then she just picks her up and puts her into a turnbuckle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a One. Tremendous. Oh, it's time for this turnbuckle!
1: That is an unnatural 20.
5: <laughs> Ooh.
0: Um. Well, I'll tell you what, dearie, let's have you take the bed till I find another tenant. It's not good for your back to keep swinging at those logs and stooping down when you're cleaning the outhouse
1: but if you insist
0: Might do <laughs> I do I wonder who took care of those things apparently it's paladins <laughs> paladins always always paladins
1: no job too stinky or small
4: <laughs> excuse me that I bodes have. well for our uh
1: yeah, Excuse me, Linnea. <laughs> I
4: have needed paladins. Could you summon them from their duties,
5: <laughs> 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 or summon them from my duties?
0: <laughs> <laughs> boilers and toilets, toilets, toilets and boilers, <laughs> <laughs> and that one boiling and toilet. <laughs> so um, get that get that mole out of there. Come back.
7: <laughs>
0: a so back um, there. well, you are sitting at the Warm Beds Inn, um. Not that their name is a total misnomer, but it is brisk beds at best. No, well, the bed is very comfortable. I you, on the other hand, are
5: cold as fuck.
0: I mean, the best. Cold, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm no. So you now, in the desert highlands, it got cold at night, like this. But this is a constant, painful cold. ...that your garments are ill-equipped to handle. And so you spend most of your days doing research and attempting to find... Um, ...the librams and manuscripts that Roywin has prescribed to you. Um, sometimes handling Netherese history or circles of magic... ...to help you kind of focus your mind and your will onto your new abilities. Um, short on answers, but you are becoming more practiced in whatever these powers are. Um, the only difficult part about this is as you gain strength, you feel a certain uneasiness. As if there is, perhaps in those dark, lonely moments, in your brisk bed, (laughs) someone with you. And you're used to having a guiding light, a presence, a connection to the Upper planes that your Aasimar blood grants you. That is not what you feel at your bedside. But, that being said, there is a lukewarm mead in front of you. There is a book in your hands and there is a minstrel playing a soft tune on a lute that is not
5: terrible to your ears no it is because I'm actually skilled at playing
0: lute. Oh you are skilled at playing a lute well (laughs) let
5: us put it this way
0: though it is quite obvious that this minstrel is self-taught it is not disgusting to listen to it is not Anywhere near what you are capable of producing. But for background ambiance, you could do worse in this filth of a city. The only good news is that in the dock ward um, during the winter, it doesn't smell of rotting fish all the time.
5: That's pretty positive. Right, so
0: you're either freezing or stinking in this portion of the city.
5: Um, it's very rare
7: that
0: you can Very rare, but it doesn't happen on occasion. I want you to. You have to sign that you know about that before you enter. The ducks. Why? This, this, this oh, is all smelly and horrible. <laughs> um, okay. My cod. Uh,
5: <laughs> my whole question is: what is the smell? What is the smell from
2: this district up to there is... the ducks?
0: A tall, willowy human in the corner, his eyes are intense, dark focused. He wears simple leather armor with a hood that hangs down the back of his neck.
7: You've never seen it,
0: you've seen him a time or two in here before, but rarely is it pulled up unless he's in the process of perhaps shielding himself from the cold or, um, Starting the skulk about, he's the type that kind of shifts off into an alleyway rather than walks down the main street, if you know what I mean. Um, Now, he has a stack of parchments in front of him, loose scraps of paper, uh, along with vials of ink, charcoal, an assortment of writing quills, in a well-traveled leather side pouch that's wearing thin along the bottom edges. Um, If someone walks in and he seems to take a fancy to them, he starts sketching now you have learned to position yourself in a place where you do not draw his eye because the day you entered you're not sure he started sketching anything but you awkward right and he doesn't really ask his muses for permission now there is a small uh... bell sort of a sleigh bell that rings when the door opens. And you can see standing there, two of the tiniest ombres, no <laughs> one tiny ombre and one befeathered <laughs> standing in the doorway. And you recognize the wizard and uh noted Arcanist, because you are quite good at that. Yes. Um for this district. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Roywin Mernig Filchbatter. She was the direction you were pointed in when you came looking for someone to help edify you as to matters arcane. The bird
5: you don't know. Oh, <laughs> We'll wave over.
0: At from his place in the corner, Nabuman lifts his hand and seems to draw your attention to him. Now, in an opposite corner you see the artist. He looks over, his eyes shifting from one to the next. And you see him shift parchment and take his charcoal out.
6: Is picture of me?
0: Maybe. He's oh, to tell. No! Nah. Um, I mean... <laughs>
2: that. <laughs>
7: it's motor <murder> time! <laughs> um.
2: Well, I, I think that out of greatness and drag him into a situation that he
7: has no, uh, <laughs> um, oh, I will go over to
5: first
0: Alright, well they approach your table um, the barkeep looks over and uh, gives a sharp whistle to one of the serving wenches who uh, looks over uh, sets the wooden serving tray under her arm, and takes a quick step over. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to the warm bed. Uh, must tell you right up front that there is no vacancy at this current time. But, may we get you something to drink or eat? sure
2: How about some, tea?
0: A tea it'll be, then. And you're all right, miss? May, yeah. Sir? Miss? 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 Good. Could,
3: uh. Oh. Uh.
0: Um refresh your drink, she says quickly to another one. I'll be right back then. Two then. And she uh nods and takes her leave from you, moving quickly towards the back.
5: I don't know how you managed to get there. That's the table of contents.
0: He seems to be reading, are you okay?
7: Oh, yeah.
0: Alright, gamer down, gamer down. No, I think we're okay.
2: And if I miss my guess, it's written in Moran.
0: It is a treatise on the plains written by the uh, a Netherese philosopher.
5: I feel like he just uses fancy words to use them. Um,
2: Sometimes the wording is important. Especially as regards magic.
5: I don't seem to have that issue. It's ridiculous, you just do magic. (laughs) Look at these poor people. Now, um... But it's good to see you. It is
2: good to see you, too. It
5: is our intent to go over and have a conversation with the artist over there. Not a fan. seems like you. is. yes. Well,
0: intently at the moment. He's looking at the Kenku. His pile of papers spread in his hand as he uses them to shore up the front
2: parchment. There's... And, uh, It's entirely possible that... The artist may know
5: something about it. You think he's kidnapped his <laughs> that has dire implications <laughs> for you, try. my friend. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> the
2: problem, <laughs> oh, but I don't necessarily get back <laughs>
5: mm. <laughs> <laughs> This is probably a bad man. He has a reputation of his keeps talking to him terribly. It's unfortunately <You'd> bad. <laughs>
3: Have
0: ever heard of this So, um, why don't we go ahead and make another history check. This is a more uh, defined history check, so. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Can
0: I it? Yes, plus one. So
1: 16.
0: Absolutely. Um, he's actually, uh, from Sembia. Uh, and he came here to his trade as an artist, a, a, a portrait drawer and a painter, and unfortunately, um, when work runs short, uh, he fell in with Narbin and his crew of thugs. Um, he's as guilty as any of them, and as quick to draw blades, um, but really it seems to be a means to an end, some way to pay for his stays at the end so he can draw.
1: Have
3: I heard
0: people talk about his work? quite good. Yes, he's he's very talented.
3: So I can draw on three or four Absolutely. people's voices who have commented on his Yes, work. So very much so. Him.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great idea. I was
3: thinking you were going over and having a conversation.
5: And who is your friend? <laughs> I keep forgetting. Not <laughs> everyone <laughs> Not everyone
3: knows you. <laughs> <really> <laughs> <in other laughs> this is Bank
5: Bright.
3: This is Mike Bye. Nice to
5: meet you. Nice to meet you. That'll take some getting used to.
3: <laughs> That'll take <coughs> some getting used
5: to. <laughs> 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 She's thinking good and this how they
2: Would uh, you really to come over as being
5: imposing? Um, that is what I'm good at.
0: The three the of tea. you, yep, they, the lady comes back and sets the tea down in front of you. Uh, it's in a nice little uh, tea press steep. Um, and she gets one for the Kenku as well. And she refreshes your drink quickly.
3: It sounds like some place yeah. is up off the street. So. Definitely take a
5: quick drink. And very... she nods to you before retreating back towards the kitchen. look very disappointed that I'm putting my book down.
0: <laughs> the artist continues drawing up until the very moment the three of you stand. Meanwhile, at the Sated Seder, Someone has changed the sign and you're actually in. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. The Sated Seder. You and Rowan are three drinks in. It's more of a gentleman's club than a tavern. Well, yes. Um, Otherwise, just about anyone could come in. Absolutely. They Although, they do <laughs> rent out rooms happens. for the season. And uh, oftentimes, adventurers will well, buy... Well, well, well-heeled adventurers uh, will... Um, find themselves in here and often boisterously talk about their exploits to faraway places like Chult and Azteca and everywhere but here. Now, it's... It? Why would you go anywhere else? Correct. Everything you need is right here. Nerwin offers a bit of a smile. Ugh. You ever think if... If we weren't born nobles we what we'd be doing right now. <sighs> no. oh, it's just me then.
7: <laughs> yeah,
0: there is a um well, you have been trading gazes with a beautiful um High Elvin? Maybe High
7: Elvin? Uh,
0: you don't know the different delineations, but... Um, the one of the smaller tusks. The small, yeah, way <laughs> smaller than half-orcs. <laughs> uh, she, a uh, you know, woman, you by the bar, but other than that, you're um, wearing just, yeah. leather armors and uh, offering you a smile here and there, which hmm, is very forward-thinking of her. I mean... Orcs and elves have a history. Some god pokes out one god's eye, and then everyone goes crazy. <laughs> so. You know what?
4: There's a lot of imagery there. The spear, the thrusting, you know. No, you
0: can work with it. You can work with it. Nerwin kind of has been politely not saying anything. As you kind of, your attention varies between him and, and you. His attempts at conversation having hit the... Uh, Well, the uh, comparison to a brick wall, uh, he goes back to drinking and says, You're unbelievable. And that, my friend, is the type that we'd be around all the time, he says, taking another drink. I believe in... Dragon chest, that's mate. <laughs> well.
4: Perhaps, but I'd probably better get to her name for
0: Why are you starting now? It's different with elves. Oh. I wouldn't know. He says, taking another drink. You never give up A deeper friends. drink. Never give up. <laughs> well, she... Kind of grabs a drink, and slips over, bids the, the two armored, great-sword-wielding hulks at the, uh, the bar farewell as she moves over. New recruits, she says, slipping into the seat next to you without asking. Well, a breach of decorum for a noble, but...
4: Where's it? Uh, we're in a tavern, they're out of towners, you know, mm-hmm. they'll
0: be gone soon enough. Nerwin does stand when she sits, and then almost robotically sits back down.
2: <clears throat>
7: he,
0: he gives you a smile and a little nudge. <laughs>
2: she.
0: Well, she looks between the two you. of you, because
5: but it's quite it's clear, it's clear that she's fucking to you. You. Well, yes, and of course she is. because they're under <laughs> <up to you. laughs> <laughs> She's real great at manual labor.
4: Well, it's always, nice, it's always nice to be asked, but if you're referring to the hounds, you know where...
0: Yes, I, I am.
4: Well, he, of course, uh, my... She looks by you for a moment. My friend, Norwin
0: here, of course, has
4: long held that the hounds are where his future lies.
0: The stewards. Well, um, he looks down towards the table. Uh, no, I'm, um, I'm gonna go full adventurer. Yeah, take contracts. Ah. Bob, Mia, and she, uh, plays at a, a little section of her brooch, pulling the cloth over and showing the Argent Hound pin on her lapel. So that means she's a full mm-hmm. Oh, well. I had no idea we were in such accomplished company.
7: Well,
0: lucky company, she says, giving a smile.
4: I suspect the buckle that goes so far.
0: Far enough in the beginning. Strategy as well. Choosing your partners. You should convince him, she says to Nerwin. <laughs> no, you, you really should <laughs> I already have, he just doesn't know it. <laughs> he says, taking a drink. And then noticing that his mug's empty, he stands. Another. Another. It's on our families, (laughs) he says, and kind of moves over. The bartender nodding and stamping some tabs behind the bar. A halfling lady actually is talking with him at the table, asking him to... gives him some coin points over this... Heavy bar, and points at what she wants. He's like, "Oh yeah, no, I'll get that for you." Uh, and the miss, it's a miss down here. Um, <laughs> she'd like the the honey ale, actually. And the bartender takes it, gets it to him. Um, but the woman smirks. You said something about names first, and she kind of taps. The sharp point of her ear.
7: <laughs>
0: that's, that's not that fascinating, dear. We've both got them.
4: <laughs> fathom Fast. Theodoric Fathom Fast.
0: Of Stormhole. By no. Um, let me see if I remember my history of Waterdeep. Patriarch Oswald. So far, so good. Sun. It starts with an N, I want to say?
4: Well, I can understand the urge, but it in fact starts with an R. R? Sorry.
0: You bear a certain resemblance. To who? Oswald, I can see it in the chin. Not so much the color, but the chin.
4: No, this is a. This is a color most Fathom fast would never dare to show themselves in.
0: <laughs> For you, it works.
4: What? So, luck carries you so far, and what gets you past
0: that? Blade. Some arcane. Magic. Um, the teachings of my family. Well, you and... see, there
4: you've most of us in the dust, didn't they?
0: Well, and there's something else. Something you can't find unless you join I... The common tongue is... ...insufficient. A camaraderie is the closest. But I think you'll find it runs deeper than that. In fact, even family or brotherhood, the bonds of taking a contract, doing some good, earning your life, those bonds stay with you. It's a reason most people don't move around. Once they find a group, they usually settle right in. It's the travel that does it, I think. The shared hardships.
4: You had me up into (sighs)
7: hardships.
0: She looks you over. It's a shame. All that natural muscle.
4: I've no cause to be ashamed of it to date, (laughs) but.
0: So are you, um, content to one day, content to one day, sail the seas, have your own merchant man, chart trade routes, or simply chatting up those that catch your eye in the coziest bar and wannadee? So
4: what you're saying is, am I content with... Wealth, power, influence, and the ability to do what I wish.
6: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a clatter by the bar. And you see Nerwin, his eyes wide. He's had both what seems to be the halfling's bottle, the, um, the two drinks he was getting for himself, and it is simply splashing down one of these be plate-mailed in a bar adventuring sort the uh, frothing liquid spilling down his metal armor getting onto what has to be incredibly expensive royal purple cape and the man's face quickly goes from comfortably affable Too enraged.
4: Yeah. Well, he's no longer soaked or stained.
0: (sighs) No one. No one. Watch it, says the man poking Nerwin in the chest with a metal gauntlet. Ah. Oh, I'm. I'm so terribly sorry. Thank. Thank you. And.
4: Why don't you Why don't you help the lady with her drink? I'm sorry, sir. My friend isn't used to armored soldiers in a tap room.
0: He goes up to his (laughs) (laughs) brooch unsnaps, and shows the hound pin. Uh, A thousand pardons. A hound then. Still. You are Emric Blackwood of House Blackwood of Neverwinter.
7: Ah,
0: well, would he be a lord? Master. Well, Master Blackwood. Again,
4: my apologies. My companion is not used to dealing with
0: such sheer amounts of real estate. He's still standing there. Um, the drinks are still slightly pouring out of his, uh, they're horizontal now, not fully poured out. Um, his Mm -hmm. eyes are wide and he's frozen. Um, not literally, but Metaphorically, um, his lips uh, are hanging down as you make a persuasion check towards Blackwood.
4: Twenty-two.
0: I suppose there's no harm. Very gracious of you. You're going to find yourself in a world of trouble one day. You're lucky that... Oh, I beg your pardon.
4: Fathomfast. Theodore Fathomfast.
0: Well, he looks and uh, nods. Master Fathomfast, you have a wonderful city. I suppose that's enough. The High Elf kind of quirks one of her silver brows. Effortless. Hmm. Like I said, a shame. She says, pushing her seat back and stepping towards the bar, and it looks like she's buying the man a drink. <clears throat> Nerwin kind of heads over to you. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and another honey ale. Um, maybe you should ask him to bring it down for you. I'm sorry. He says to the the halfling. No, Oh, he was so big. (laughs) He says, looking over at you.
4: People come in a variety of sizes, no (sighs) Some men are big, though. But you've got to... You've got to carry yourself as if you believe you are worth something, my friend.
0: I think I'm worth something. I'm worth a lot more, not splattered all over this bar floor. It's not about that. I'm just you. Uh, I couldn't even do that prestamigation. Well,
4: I can't do prestamigation <laughs> That spell has eluded me for years.
0: Well, you did the hand motion for it. They they taught us that. Well, tried to teach me that at the first time. I just, you know, I've, some people are double jointed. I think I'm like half jointed. Is the thing. Sit, my friend, sit. Well, he sits next to you. I don't, maybe we'll just wait for the server to come bring our drinks. Well, that's what they're supposed to do, though. I was just trying to make myself useful, like you said. Mark well, seemed to muck that up. I think he was going to challenge me to a duel. You think?
4: That would be a huge waste of your time. Uh,
0: right. That would be. I mean, my family probably wouldn't condone it. I mean, we need our Lord's condonance for a duel, right? Well, you can't be fighting in tap rooms in the street. All right. well, City Watch takes unkind to violence in the Sea Ward.
4: What would that do to your family's reputation?
0: Uh, precisely, precisely. I mean, unless they wanted to get rid of me. You, you think that might happen?
4: I have no reason <laughs> to believe that would happen, Nerva. No
0: though we ones have a history with the Arden hounds you know it was um it was my cousin actually they went into the yawning portal they, they thought they were going to be an adventurer too they, I resemble my cousin a lot they said um, I didn't tell uh, his father neither and uh, well the, the hounds had to go get him and then something happened and Dernan doesn't let his hounds in his bar anymore most famous adventuring bar in all of Waterdeep. Well, maybe the world. I thought maybe you know, if um... Right, so we've learned that if you get in trouble with the hounds you should go to that bar. Yeah, right? Like, if he were to chase me, I could probably... Alright, well, if no one's chasing me and I have a good head start, I could probably get there. Before anyone caught up.
7: Especially <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was
4: close <laughs> if someone had been chasing me I might have would trouble. have
0: been really hurt I uh no I'm why don't we do that then
4: what get chased to the bar
0: no I mean <laughs> the yawning portal it's in castle ward with two young nobles I mean we could just dip our foot into under mountain and I could get a feel for it you know real adventure Oh god, your friend's going to die. <laughs> or worse.
4: Or
7: worse!
4: <laughs> I'm, worse?
1: Yeah.
4: I won't claim any particular expertise with this, Nerland, but I'm not certain that that's the sort of thing one just dips one stow in.
7: <laughs>
0: yeah, you're probably right. Still, how's it going with, um, did you get her name?
4: You know I didn't. Did she get yours?
0: You know she did. That means she won. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile,
7: oh. it's
0: outside of dockward Ward, um... King. King. <laughs> We're just going to keep this running in parallel
4: tracks with the rest of you guys all go do stuff and I strike out in bars. <laughs>
5: <laughs> 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 only, only because of your wig, man. Mm.
0: Well... Not just, <laughs>
4: but, but
1: it's like that's the,
0: a very particular it's case.
4: Like, he's like the weight on the bat so that when I really do finally get... That's it. <laughs> oh, I've been training my
7: whole life for this. Ah!
0: <laughs> oh, you know, not a bad wingman to have. You, you look even better. Oh, my God. Even but, I, I mean, I already knew, but even I'm amazing. An elderly woman and her cart being uh, pulled by what seems to be a sturdy young lady in chainmail, is it? Yes. In chainmail. Her hood pulled up, uh, heavy and warm, thick gloves, um, just lifting what seems to be a wheelbarrow style cart. uh, Four wheels, but the two prongs in the back that she's pushing along. Um, It's at that time... (laughs) Oh, I <laughs> when have it's on your quiet, uh, <laughs> I need both the paladin and the druid. Please make me a uh, perception check. You tell check. me you're wearing mighty whiteies.
1: <laughs> mighty <laughs> whiteies. Having a little bit of side, side debate about whether or not paladins have magic underwear. Mm. <laughs> Maybe it's only Mormon paladins.
0: I think oh, by the God. time you soaked in enough to get that uh, charisma bonus to what saving throws, mm. it's very special underwear. <laughs> perception, please.
2: Only if you have an two slot
1: open. Mm-hmm.
4: I rolled a nine. Twenty one. I'm pretty sure the underwear is supposed to cover your two minutes slots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: the elderly woman and the armored one, uh, laden with uh, uh, the the wares of this woman uh, pottery and uh, perhaps different. Uh, Items, knickknacks, and hummels that she has, collectors. that she has collected, and perhaps petals, Uh going going door to door sometimes, uh, asking people if they need a new this or a new that. It's seldom rewarding, but she has the ability to talk people into a lot of purchases that you're surprised mm-hmm. that they'd go for. That's but that funny. woman. And the. Around the city. <laughs> and Celice are prey. And you can see the predators. There are three darkly clothed individuals skulking closer through the alleyways. It's the rattle and tumble of that cart, you think, that's attracted them. The uh, items inside Jingling and clacking Alluringly to them No one else on the road Everyone huddled by their hearths And these three Begin to slowly aim Crossbows Towards them
6: I will swiftly walk over Getting my shield and stick ready
0: you hear the uh, clack of heavy, kind of taloned feet on cobbled stone. Uh, and the old lady looks over, and her eyes immediately go wide, and you can see that her hand goes into her long sleeve. <laughs> and he's coming to rob us, he's, she says. Um, and this is the day when Kevin got
5: Mike Mindle. <laughs>
0: And they're all like, whoa, she just took down a lizard folk!
7: <laughs> and he had a stick! He had a stick! He had a stick! Um, can I make an
1: insight check about Kevin's intentions? Yes. <laughs>
0: <And> with <laughs> advantage, actually. Great.
1: That's an 18.
6: Yep. Very good. So, his eyes aren't on you. I am focused on someone else.
0: Absolutely. In fact, uh, by his gate, he is ready for a battle. You know that. This thing is, uh, the lizard folk has gone full adrenaline fight or flight and has chosen his selection there. His neck frills have come out. <laughs> That's right. He's uh, about to kill Newman.
1: I watch him. <laughs> I look where his eyes are going.
0: And make a perception check with advantage. No, oh, I will.
1: That's an unnatural 20 and a 1. I'll on make the, the 20. Good <laughs> choice.
0: Good choice. Um, well, you look over and you can see the cowled figures, one of which has a crossbow with an empty lantern on the front. Mm-hmm. And as he moves up, this imposing lizard folk, it suddenly seems not worth their time anymore. And you can see them.
1: I set down the what I'm carrying and step between them and her.
0: Definitely not worth their time. They share significant looks, lower their weapons, and begin backing away. You can see them.
1: In the armor, like the shield starts to come sling out.
0: <sighs> the old lady looks over between the two of you and then keeps her eyes, Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Oh! He's in league with those shady ruffians! (laughs) Let's trounce him, shall we? (laughs) And the 20th level monk quivering palms your
7: ass.
0: (laughs) Um, But you're standing there, quiet, your shoulders kind of shifting left and right as you eye them, staring them down, you know, making yourself as big as possible. Um, They flinch first. If they had the advantage, they would have stared you down. But instead, you see them breaking stride, turning, and running quickly down the alleyway and into the darkness away from you.
5: Oh. Well...
0: Careful, he might still mug us. <laughs> <laughs> Says the old lady.
5: If he doesn't,
1: should we invite him over for some stew? No <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Make a persuasion check. You're giving her the eyes. Awful <laughs> <laughs> <Dorful> and good. <laughs>
1: Twenty one. <sighs> yes. Well at least see what
0: he's here for. Maybe he can have the mutt rug. Hello, dear. Um, we would like to thank you. She says, sliding what seems to be a blade back into her uh, sleeve, uh, for your intercession uh, just now with these uh, hooligans. What? What can we? Are you a dragonborn?
6: You're you're welcome. I,
0: well, yes, that's correct. Yes,
1: I, that's very good.
0: Good for you. That's excellent.
1: Um. I, should, I give her an encouraging sort of, you're doing the right thing, keep doing it. Oh, I, I don't think
0: I've ever been this close to a dragonborn. I'm honored to meet you, sir.
6: <laughs> you should not be out. Oh,
0: we have little choice. Um, what little money I am able to scrape by. 25 gold in the past uh, 10, to 10 days pretty damn good. <laughs> what well, little gold I've happened to scrape by goes to taking care of this poor dear who's stumbled starving and cold onto my <laughs> doorstep. Skin hey and out.
5: bones. Eat dude, strength warrior. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you were very cold. It was yeah. a brisk day. I don't
1: eat that much worth of
0: food. No, you make a wonderful stew and only take a little for yourself. It's wonderful. She only takes a little. A mouse, really, but she—I take care of her, you know, until the thaw, I and mean, then perhaps beyond. I've grown to love you,
7: <laughs>
0: like a daughter. Oh, who can protect God. me from people with crossbows? Who?
1: <laughs> and we have a storm. I look at her and I chuckle. And I
0: but you her. are a I say, a noble scion me. of. Um, <laughs> What was the name of that dragonborn city that disappeared? The last conjunction. I'm so sorry about that.
6: That's all right.
0: Okay, <laughs> that's wonderful. You you seem a stoic and stalwart folk.
6: Is she all right?
0: No, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh the ailments I have just to provide for myself is. <sighs>
6: Is she paying you well to take care of her, or is she kin? I feel like kin.
0: Yes.
1: I get room and board.
0: Hmm. She does. You should ask for
6: more.
1: <laughs>
6: this city, the city is expensive.
0: Why? It is. Art, how are you doing, dear? Did I'm someone doing. steal the most of your clothes?
1: I'm doing fine. Would you like to have some
0: stew with us? It's apparently the least I can do. It's the <laughs> the bar I set for myself.
6: <laughs> Very well. Oh. I haven't had time to fish today. Well, I would love some fish. Do you think
0: we could we could tarry just a bit? I would love to let you fish
5: for us. Thank you. <laughs> At least you don't have to cook it, I guess. I'm sorry, actually. <laughs> you must teach me. Teach me, please!
6: Seafood!
5: Seafood,
7: seafood!
6: It's this way.
0: Well, well, it's that way, she says, guiding you back towards the heavy cart. Then mm, it must be lovely this time of year for you, yes? She actually like, Dragonborn's she, bird she with an internal fire, fire, right? So. so you must be very comfortable.
1: Do I no. know that he's not a Dragonborn?
0: Yeah, it's pretty clear. Okay. I mean, you've seen Dragonborn. They are built much differently. It's yeah. in the neck and the
6: head structure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and his scales are green I and I a, uh, a much lighter green, whereas and Dragonborn... I actually
6: have, have, like, a... Like a person, I like? actually have, like, a frill Like, a, a frill in the back. Dragonborn yep. okay.
1: I... I don't know that he's a Dragonborn, sir. Are you a Dragonborn? <laughs>
6: It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going to give you see, It's, <laughs> it's uh-huh. and it's a very cosmopolitan city. You'll see Dragonborn everywhere. Oh,
1: I believe you. Oh,
0: yeah, no, they walk right by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, well, they follow you, and you're able to head out. If you'd like to make a survival check, just... Uh... <laughs> Come on, get in the boat, fish fish. So it is ten... Um, I would like to get, if everyone's okay with that, the conversation between you guys and the artist in. If okay. that's all right. That's fine. Everyone's okay? Okay. 20. Holy <laughs> shit, lizard-born. Lizard folk, lizard-born. I
1: suppose that's. da! Oh, the oh,
0: no fish.
7: Just- oh, fish.
0: Fantastic. Within minutes. You have these beautiful striped bass, more than enough for a clutch of this size. And so, as you start to feed the fish that you don't need back in to keep the, oh no, we can dry that, we can salt that, absolutely. You toss one in and she's like, I'll show you how. It wiggles in her grasp, but does not seem to escape the (laughs) clutches of this woman. And So, you've fished Far more than you needed to, but
6: no, nothing escapes the clutches of this one. It seems
0: like that, right?
3: Escape for mine. And
0: so Melda <laughs> has fish today. That's fantastic. All right, good for her. Um, and we are uh, at the bar. The artist has looked up, his charcoal falling out of his hands and falling onto the wooden floor itself. He shuffles um, his papers together.
3: I uh, it with one claw. Oh.
0: No, I have that. Why? Thank you. I find you a most intriguing subject. I
3: find you a most intriguing subject.
0: Oh yes, that's, delightful. <laughs> that's
7: delightful. delightful. Yes. Delightful.
0: That's uh that's you, isn't it? And he holds up a picture of a uh, a corvid head. Uh, actually, for the amount of time that you were in the bar, it's. For Pretty fantastic work uh, on the feathering and the uh, glint of your eye.
3: I'll mimic one of the women that I've heard praise his work. Sure. An amazing likeness, really. True. Astonishing.
0: Why, that's incredible. You're very kind. I've met a few of your sort quite recently and they weren't anywhere near as um,
2: talkative.
5: I that pull the chair do.
2: out in such a way to make sure that it scrapes a little.
5: Oh, lift it up, little girl. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. I took you for a child.
0: I was about to say that your parenting skills are phenomenal as well.
3: Uh, he makes a crazy laugh. <laughs> but
0: he looks over at him for a moment. Uh, the Azimar by your side. Of course, he believes him to be a human. You've managed to keep that part of you to a minimum.
2: <clears throat> you are Marker's Marco. Marco. Marker object, that
0: is the Uh, Larenjo. Yes. Are you here for a commission? Says the man, the short sword at his waist clacking against the seat.
2: I'm here to ask about a commission that I call
0: I'm not at liberty
5: to talk about my patrons. You understand. Oh, but we've already given you something. It's time you give us something in return. Make a persuasion check. Oh, I'm not. I'm not persuading. Oh, no. intimidate. <laughs> intimidate. That is a uh, twenty-three.
2: When he does that, <sighs> I basically do this. And minor illusion images of, um, uh, Mar- uh tumble Turn and Shuffle.
3: And I'll say their names, uh, the he, birds' names, anyway.
0: He sits back a bit from you. Um, it seems like you, uh, loom over him, commanding his attention. Um, he stares, his jaw slack for a moment gives a wistful sigh, shudders, and looks over. Um, (laughs) You don't have (laughs) a cigarette? The parchments fall a bit out of his hand, Uh, a couple hitting the ground in front of you, different likenesses, different people that he's perhaps drawn and seen.
2: Are any of them people that I know?
0: No. Not many. Not any, I should say. Not from this list. The one page is just a myriad of headshots of people that probably passed him on the street. Um, The other seems to be a warrior uh, standing with a a long hafted axe. Um, uh. Yes. Yes, I do. He says his eyes venturing over to the. It looks like there's a hesitation to tell you.
3: In a child
0: voice. Persuasion, child. You understand that. I am, this is a difficult situation yeah. for me. I am so great. Uh, indebted to uh, a man I should call my boss. Uh, and I don't believe Narvin Felhand, nor the, um, the new management we fall under would take kindly to be discussing these matters. But this is your family, I'm guessing. <clears> They—they <throat> they were in contact with my uh, associates. I can tell you that. Um, I do not know, and that is the truth. Who <laughs> no. know? Narbon doesn't know either. We were told by our um, leader that we should not pursue future queries. Um, Narbon hired them for a job. I don't know the particulars.
2: When you say you were told not to, you mean that we're not supposed to talk about them?
0: We weren't supposed to look. Narben has a for them. There was a, a score, something. Mister Felhand told me would get us through till next winter at least.
2: But surely, but someone with the eyes to have captured this.
0: He looks down at the page you're. You're pulling and sees that it's the, the man with the hafted weapon. Uh, he's one of the um, the hound hopefuls, I believe. You know, there was no room at this inn. I know not where he wound up. Surely yeah. a
2: man can't this sure saw more than he was supposed to.
0: Persuasion.
7: <clears throat>
0: While he's talking. The sheafs and actually, reams, of fish paper, fish the fish reams of paper, the reams of paper fish that's in his hand, uh, bend a bit. And if you'd like to make a perception uh-huh. check, um, you manage to catch a glimpse of what seems to be a radiating sun insignia. It looks like the top spoke of a circle, based on how the the papers bent. With points spiring out of it, and then he notices that that's hanging down and okay. shuffles them back in. <sighs> My eyes are focused on more important subjects, but than the missing. I'm afraid. I didn't know they were your family.
2: Everyone's someone's family, Marco.
0: The less I know about the people we bring in for specialist jobs, better. the better. If I were to be taken... He switches the Thieves' camp quickly. If I were to be nicked, I wouldn't be able to talk to anyone about them.
6: Compartmentalized information
0: and he sits back looking for a sign of understanding from each of you and getting it from
3: mm-hmm. uh, I, Magpie. Yep. He seems to
0: mumble the... something about Nyx and
3: whatever. I just pull a, a thread out of my cup, like you know, a thread of information. Kind of signal that to a thread to follow. Uh,
0: Nobin's second command. Navin Fellhand. He used to be the leader, but he's been supplanted by someone more bigger. Something like that? Not precisely, but he doesn't have a choice. It's the kind of big you don't get close to touching. No. We wanted to look because having loose ends out there isn't smart. We were told not to. In so many words.
5: I can't even have! What? No! conversations!
0: But he looks between the three of you. Uh, yes, um, okay. you don't, I... No, I can't tell you anything. But, perhaps I'll show you. But the secret... He leans in conspiratorially, actually. Come over here. I don't feel like flashing this at you. He points to a paper.
7: Mm-hmm. Shift over.
0: And as you look over his shoulder, for just a bare moment, he switches the paper out of the way and shows you <laughs> this picture here.
4: Oh my god, it's a gas And it is...
0: Of a hideous, and you, even you, I mean, especially you, you have arcane knowledge <laughs> out the Even, long. even, <laughs> even you, <goodness> amazingly <laughs> arcane <laughs> knowledge person, know what that's called. The Beholder. A spherical, powerful, mad creature. An aberration from a chaos realm. Now, if you know your history, history checks. <laughs>
2: 15 for me 25
0: The Xanathar's Guild, both of you know this was once rampant in Waterdeep a thieves guild led by what many perceived to be a monster that was forced out of here by a coalition of adventurers some 80 years ago the rumors are they're still in That terrible underground city Skullport far away from the masses. But if the Xanathar has somehow found his way back, found a group of individuals that he can start twisting to his will again, what hope have you of finding your family? And that's where we're going to end Session 1. Thank you, everybody. Well,
1: that was an uplifting note.
0: (laughs) I know, right? Come back for more of the suspense. (laughs) Will uh, Theodoric get drunker? Will there be a duel (laughs) in which no one gets Theodoric killed? (laughs) Find out next time. All right. And, of course, if you like that, tell your friends, like, and subscribe.
7: Thank you.